a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back. Final segment on a Friday. Hope you're having a good one. It's great to be with you as always. I am Boyd Matheson. And as we close out our week, obviously there's been uh, so many different things going on uh, in the news nationally, internationally. Uh, We'll continue to keep our eye on President Biden uh, currently in South Korea, then heading on to Japan uh, on this really critical trip. Uh, as it relates uh, to those alliances and also sending a clear message to China and to North Korea that the United States is not taking its eye off the ball and and moving all of that forward. Uh, So interesting as we look at all of the challenges and the difficulties of things that we face around the world and how many of them would be solved so much better uh, a little closer to home and really connecting, I think, in terms of what happens in the community uh, in one of our interviews uh, this past week uh, that we shared with you, we, we talked with uh, the uh, current president CEO of the Federal Reserve Bank in San Francisco, uh, Mary Daly. And as we talked with President Daly, uh, after we were done with the interview, we continued the conversation talking about all of the things she was so impressed with that were happening in the state of Utah uh, and how surprising some of it was to her and, and how she could see those models playing out and they needed to be bottled or packaged or promoted across the country uh, for others to follow as well. And and I think it's just this simple idea of self-governance and, and coming together. Uh, Our good friend, Scott Rasmussen, uh, independent pollster, he's been doing some really interesting work. We're going to get him on in the next couple of weeks uh, to talk about some of the counter polling he is doing. Uh, which really gets beyond the headlines. We always talk about think again moments. Uh, Scott is digging into that in a significant way in his polling efforts to go beyond the top lines uh, of what we see in terms of a lot of these public opinion polling, voter polling, uh, and getting into more of the meat of it. Because uh, you can ask a sweeping generality question, and it's very easy to say, oh, 75% of the country believes this. But you got to get past that. You got to think again about what those numbers are, what those numbers actually mean, and dig into it. Uh, and to do that, you have to really figure things out, kind of community to community, and dig into that. And so we're going to dig into that in the in the weeks ahead, and looking at how do we best do that, and how do we best have conversations about public policy, uh, how do we work through some of the challenges. We've been uh, talking a lot about mental health, especially with our young people. And how do we attack those kind of problems? Opioid epidemic. So in the midst of all of the things that we have on a national and international scale in terms of of wars and uh, 
misinformation, disinformation, uh, all of those campaigns, that we also have to make sure that in a, a very noisy world, uh, in a what I think is a very floundi- floundering political class and climate, uh, that we get back to this idea of self-governance, that we can get to some of these ideas, these empowering principles that actually can help us to elevate the public dialogue around community. And community-driven solutions, it's one of the things that uh, Scott Rasmussen uh, has written extensively about. It's something that I'm passionate about, is that most of the important solution to what ails our country and our communities are going to be found in community-driven solutions, uh, not Washington-based solutions. And as we understand that, as we come together around those kinds of conversations, then everything changes. Uh, Our my hope, anyway, is that every day that we we turn the attention uh, away from Washington, uh, away from pundits and the political class, and we create a focus where it belongs, local community. And making sure we're getting to those kinds of conversations, to me, is the, is the real issue, because I think it's vital to the future of our nation. Smaller government alone is not the answer to the issues of our days. Let's be really clear about that. Uh, It's not just about smaller government. America's going to be successful, I think, as it really fosters bigger citizens and stronger neighborhoods and more heroic communities that can create those local solutions. And so as you look at what it takes uh, to have that thrive, this was one of the interesting parts of our conversation uh, with the president uh, from down in San Francisco, the, uh, the Fed chair there from San Francisco, Uh, that it's free market economy, it's strong civil society, and community-driven solutions. So that whole idea of self-governance and governance that is closest to the people governs best. Why? Because there is more likely to be transparency and accountability for outcomes, not just for ideas, not just for slogans, but for real solutions. And real results. Uh, we often go back to the the quote from Abraham Lincoln, uh, who talked about that very purpose of government. That the purpose of government was to elevate the condition of men, to lift artificial weights from all shoulders, to clear the path of laudable pursuit for all, to afford all an unfettered start and a fair chance in the race of life. Uh, I, I think that's so important to get to. That if government has a role, and government does have a role, it's to lift those artificial weights. It's to clear the path of laudable pursuit. It's to give everybody an unfettered start and a fair chance. Uh, that's, that's the promise of America, is everybody gets a chance. You don't get guaranteed outcomes to be the same, but you all get a chance. You have a level playing field. And yes, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of corruption, and a lot of promises of entitlements uh, that have really fostered the out-of-control expansion of government, and in the process, the weakening of the American people. And we talked about how big that debt is today. 91000 per citizen of this country. A new baby born today receives a bill for $91,000. That's their portion of the national debt. But more importantly, it's the weakening of society. Uh, I love this quote from uh, Neil A. Maxwell. He very wisely observed, 
He said, I fear that as conditions worsen, many will react to the failures of too much government by calling for even more government. Then there will be more and more lifeboats launched because fewer and fewer citizens will know how to swim. Unlike some pendulums, political pendulums do not swing back automatically. They must be pushed. Uh, and that is the test. And we're going to push on that every day uh, to make sure we're pushing in all directions to figure out what are those policies, to realize that uh, we don't need more lifeboats. We need more people who know how to swim. And so as we get that kind of focus, uh, then we can get to the to the real issues. Uh, but I maintain that we continue to be at our best when we are close, when we are finding solutions at the community level. Uh, and that is why Utah continues to thrive. Yes, we have problems and challenges, uh, and we're doing so many things extraordinarily well because we're doing it locally. We're not waiting for someone to waltz in from Washington or swoop in with some solution. We figure out how to do that on our own. Uh, and to me, that's the, the important part of the equation uh, is to make sure uh, we're not just waiting for some federal solution when there's something right under our nose, right here in our own community, that will work better, will be cheaper, will be more transparent, and we can hold people accountable for the most important thing of all, the results. That'll do it for us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Utah's choice for 100 years. O.J. Simpson driving a white Ford Bronco. Barney Clark chose life, the artificial heart beating in his chest. I, Barack Hussein Obama, do solemnly swear. We're the station for breaking news, traffic and weather together, and conversation about important stories. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust from KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.